The Aggies, the Jazz, the high schools. If it's the sport you care about, we're talking about it. The Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. Good afternoon, everybody. What's going on? Eric Franson, AJ Salveson here on a Friday on the Full Court Press, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. Streaming online, 1069thefan.com. Also available on podcasts. Wherever you find podcasts, just search for the Full Court Press. Search for my name. Search for Ajay's name. You'll find us. And uh, we make our shows available through uh, multiple different platforms or always on our website, 1069thefan.com. And uh, uh, last hour, we got into a lot of college football talk. The latest with uh, Nick Saban. Looks like he probably will be on the sidelines tomorrow for the big game between Alabama and Georgia, number two versus number three. And uh, we'll have that on the fan Saturday night. So stick around and join us uh, Saturday for that broadcast. Uh, and then on, on Sunday, we've got another great broadcast that we'll have. It'll be uh, the, the two great quarterbacks going at each other, Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers, Tampa Bay versus Green Bay. Uh, we'll have that on the fan on Sunday. So great lineup of games lined up for you. Uh, this weekend here on The Fan. And speaking of great games, we had uh, some some more great games in Major League Baseball last night as uh, opportunities for some teams to to close out a series, but uh, it didn't quite happen. And uh, although the the Braves have now inched closer to uh, clinching their trip to the World Series, uh, the Rays were not able to take care of the the Astros. Correa had a walk-off home run, which he called. He told Dusty Baker before he even went to the plate, I'm going to finish this, and he did uh, last night. Um, that was an exciting game, the, the Dodgers and Braves game, not so much. Uh, and, Ajay, uh, a, a lot is being made of Clayton Kershaw, uh, pitched well through a, a couple of innings, but is uh, fallen into a familiar pattern where he starts strong but fades late, and uh, especially when it comes to the postseason. You know, I was listening yesterday to a really, really good sports radio show where I heard this guy, he was talking about how Clayton Kershaw is, is has those moments where he falls off completely, you know, great regular season player, bad postseason pitcher, and that's what he is. He also talked about, and he guaranteed a Game 4 win for the Atlanta Braves. It was crazy. He guaranteed <laughs> a Game 4 win, and he was right. It, it, I mean, Who is that want... guy, man? He was, he was smart. Well, he, he's he's definitely up and coming in the sports biz, in the uh, in the biz, and he wants to get to Espen one day. But uh, but you know it's no like look, Clayton Kershaw is what Clayton Kershaw has always been: great regular season player, bad in the postseason. I cannot explain it to you. I cannot have any theory to it. I don't know what to tell you, Dodger fans. I'm sorry. It's just a matter of the fact that your pitcher is not a postseason guy. And for that reason, Eric, he is not a Hall of Fame pitcher. Oh. He, no, he's Whoa. not a Hall of Fame pitcher. He's won multiple Cy Young awards. I don't care. He can't he's win in the postseason. He's taken his team to the World he Series win multiple times. He hasn't taken his team to the World Series. He jumped on everybody else's back and they took him. Don't give no. Don't give him that credit. Eric, come on, you know better. <laughs> he's 
He has a little problem when it comes to the World Series. A little problem? Wait, 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 wait. a little problem? And why do you keep saying World Series? Stop saying World Series. Stop it. He's been to the World Series how many times? Uh, Two. Oh, my gosh. He's only been there twice. Wow. And if I'm not mistaken, he's only won one game out of those two postseason or World Series team appearances. Like, he just is not – he's over – I wouldn't say overrated. He is not as good as what you purest of baseball thinkers think he is. He's not. He's not a Hall of Fame pitcher. If Barry Bonds, Roger Clemens, Mark McGuire, Sammy Sosa are not in the Hall of Fame, neither should Clayton Kershaw at all whatsoever. End of story. Mm, interesting. Uh, you know that... What's uh, what didn't help is that he didn't have any run support after their offensive explosion the day before. They really struggled to get their bats swinging. Uh, I, and you know what? I have to give talking about pitching. A lot of credit has to go to that Braves team and a very young pitching staff. And they just go to the mound and, and they're doing a great job. That's a young group of pitchers that are doing phenomenal. You know, but. Yeah. Snicker nearly outdumbed himself, though. That's the incredible part. Uh, he nearly... So he goes to the mound, and he wants to make a change. And uh, and instead of waiting to see what the Dodgers would do, he goes ahead and makes that change beforehand. So then he sets up a really bad matchup. Dodgers get a couple of runs out of the, uh, of the situation. Excuse me, they only get a run out of the situation. And so um, he... Sneaker got bailed out by his his pitching because he made a bad decision by pulling a guy before seeing what the Dodgers were going to do and then uh, had to hold on for dear life. Uh, but I, I thought you're right. The pitching was phenomenal. Mookie Betts, Eric, 0 for 4. Corey Seager, 0 for 4. Justin Turner was really good. He went 2 for 4. Muncie, 0 for 2, as was Peterson, as was Pollock. Uh, Bellinger was 0 for 3, but Bellinger's been nowhere to be found in this series, to be honest with you. Just an issue for the Bray or for the Dodgers has been, I don't know how you go from scoring 11 runs in one inning to scoring two in nine innings the next day. I just don't know how that happens versus a pitcher who really, Eric, he's now 1-0. He hasn't been overly dominant in the postseason. And then all of a sudden they throw him out there and boom, shakalaka, he, he throws a gem in six innings, one earned run, five Ks, one walk. And he gets a postseason win, his first. That's that's incredible. And then, of course, the sixth inning for the Braves was was great. You had the uh, you had the uh, Ozuna home run to tie it. Freeman doubles to right. Ozuna doubles to left. Oh, Ozuna, uh, I don't know what he ate that day, but man. Oh my goodness! And, but you know what? He's been good throughout the postseason. He's not a one-game wonder. He's been good throughout the postseason for us Braves fans. Been really, really good. Swanson, who has been quiet and has been struggling, doubled. Uh, Riley singled, Posh singles, and then all of a sudden you're up seven to one. I got to tell you though, Eric, when the bases were loaded and Snicker made that uh, that uh, that mistake of changing. The pitcher before the Dodgers, I honestly thought, and I'm not even joking you, I thought we were going to lose that game. I honestly did. Well, they, they had their opportunities, and they just couldn't get them home. They just couldn't advance them enough. Um, and the Dodgers had opportunities. They just, yeah, let them slip by. Just couldn't couldn't capitalize on them. Uh, but you talk about way, Bryce ahead, Wilson. I just want to get some, some comments uh, from Bryce Wilson about uh, his debut in the postseason and going up against – 
somebody as good as as Clayton Kershaw. To be able to do it against somebody um, as well established um, as as Clayton Kershaw is, that's that's a lot. That's you know a great honor um, to be able to pitch against him. You know, I'm just super happy I was able to get the team to win and one step closer to the World Series. Pretty impressive performance by the the youngster. Yeah, and no fear, right? Because a lot of pitchers, especially that young Eric, are going to look across the dugout and say, oh my gosh, that's Clayton Kershaw. But if you actually have the right goggles on, not Eric's Clayton Kershaw rose-colored glasses goggles on, you realize that the guy sucks in the postseason, and you say, look, if I can go three shutout innings, give me three shutout innings for my guys, they're going to put up runs, we're going to win this ball game because Clayton Kershaw is going to fall apart. What do you know? Bam Jam, thank you, ma'am. It's uh, seven to one in the sixth inning. The, and the Braves are running away with this thing. Final score ten to two. And now, Eric, speaking of young guys for the Braves pitching tonight, it's AJ Minter. So you're going to say, well, who the fetch is AJ Minter? Good question. He has not pitched two full innings in his 144 career appearances. That's regular season and postseason combined. Now, according to Elias Sports Bureau, Mentor will be the first pitcher in MLB history to make his first career major league start in a postseason game. Now, on the other side, it's going to be Dustin May. He threw just an inning and a third in game one in that loss to the Braves. Uh, but for the, uh, again, the Braves are going to go with the lefty and a young cat who comes out of the bullpen to make his first major league start, uh, for the Atlanta Braves in a closeout game to go to the World Series. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Yeah, now the Braves lead the series three to one. Astros uh, uh, trying to get back into their series. They were able to survive one more, and uh, the Rays lead their series three to two. Uh, but before we get to the American League Championship Series, w- one more thing from the National League: uh, really windy in there. A lot of uh, it was swirling around. It's an open um, uh, uh, stadium that can be closed, but they left it open, and it was kind of swirling wind in there. How much does that affect uh, a pitcher when he's on the mound with swirling wind and uncertainty about where it's coming from? That's a great question. I think it affects the batters more than it does the pitchers. If I'm not mistaken, I I believe Wilson left a couple of breaking balls left and high, uh, or excuse me, hanging and high, and uh, Seager nearly put one out. The wind took it. Betts nearly had a double. The wind took it. Um, And who was the other one? I can't remember who. might have been Turner. Had a uh, had a nice swing, a nice contact, and instead of being a and though honestly, and I swear to life, because of the way the defense was played and it played deep on Turner, they ended up actually being uh, the fly ball ended up being at the warning track. It probably should have hit the wall, and uh, the wind took control of that. So the wind's really affecting you know these hitters who swing well and can make good contact, and and yet you're seeing the ball being taken by the wind and pushed back into the inside the stadium. Uh, here's what Bryce Wilson had to say about trying to make some adjustments because of the win. First, second inning is definitely an adjustment period, mostly on my breaking balls, uh, just because the wind was definitely pushing them a little bit more, so I had to adjust the release point. Um, but once we got once we got used to that and got adjusted to that, um, it was smooth sailing from there. Uh, just like you called it on the on the breaking balls. Man, he and I'm telling you, Eric, a couple of those were fat. Like they, <laughs> they should have hit a couple of them out. And I'm I'm so grateful for that wind that kept him in. Uh, or else this might have been a different ball game. And 
uh, a, a different series. But again, 3-1 right now. Atlanta leads this series. We now go to Game 5. Chance for the Braves to go to their first series since 1999 when they went to back-to-back -back appearances and got beat by the Yankees in back-to-back -back appearances. Chance to uh, you know go to the World Series and win their first World Series since 1995 when they beat the Indians in six. So uh, a lot riding on the line, and of course, like I said, it all kind of rides on the young arm of A.J. Minter, which means, Eric, the Braves are going to need to hit the ball and score runs early. Make sure that this young cat has some breathing room when he first steps on the mound. If you can give him a two- or three-run room cushion going into the third or fourth inning, A.J.'s going to be able to settle down, pitch his game, be aggressive with his pitches, uh, not be out of control, but just be aggressive in throwing inside the strike zone. And, uh, and I mean, it, that's that's all you need. It was just where the Braves' defense has been playing, which has been really well. That's all you need. Well, and the Dodgers have to find their offense. Uh, it, uh, it's been spotty through this uh, National League Championship Series. Yeah, they had the one-game explosion, but uh, that's just been it, that one game where it really came together. Well, I guess I can't say that entirely. Game two... Uh, it really started coming together late in the game, but a little too late. Uh, not enough, um, and it was too late for them to really get going. But that's a team that struggled to find their offense. Uh, one of the best offensive teams in the major leagues, and uh, they, they've been struggling to, to figure that out. So I think today, obviously, they've got to treat it like a Game 7. It's a closeout game. They've got to try to stay alive in this one. Uh, if, if Atlanta wins it, it's done. But... Um, uh, based on the, the, the situation, the, the pitching situation and the, um, uh, the uns uh, I guess the, what is the word I'm trying to find, uh, the, the, the stress and uh, uh, concern about getting uh, having the series done, urgency uh, of trying to stay alive in this one, I think the Dodgers are going to uh, be able to pull this game out tonight. Wonderful, because you said the same thing yesterday, so this means the Braves are going to win. I love it. <laughs> hey, you you predicted that the Dodgers would still win the series. I have no idea. No, I, I remember getting cut off before I could make my prediction, so I and we had, <laughs> oh, no, we had to leave not, the show, so that's fine. Hey, but here's the other thing, Eric, is the bullpens. They have been, they have been expended. They have been spent in the last two games alone, have been absolutely spent. Actually, no... Three games, sorry, two out of the last three. I'd say uh, the blow by the Dodgers. I don't think Braves used too much of their bullpen. At least Brian Snicker didn't think he he uh, expended them too much. But in, I mean, you think about uh, game. Let's see, game three. Uh, you know, a seven nothing lead for the Braves, and then the Dodgers are using a bunch of their bullpen guys. All of a sudden, turns into an eight seven game. Then the Braves are using their bullpen. Now, yesterday, uh, you had Kershaw throw five, but Gratterall, uh, Gonzalez came in for back-to-back -back games. Floro and McGee uh, all came in to throw this. We're going to find out about you know stamina in regard to the bullpen, which team can last longer. That's that's going to be key tonight. Well, that's true. You know, which which starter can give them the, uh, more innings, um, so they don't have to go it's as deep into their bullpen. So. Yeah, it's uh, that game is just after seven o'clock on FS1 tonight for the National League Championship Series. Uh, American League Championship Series uh, that was kind of a back and forth game. It was close, uh, and uh, both teams I thought were able to, to to get some offense when they needed. There was the one error, kind of a strange, just should have been an easy out at first base. Just went off the top of the glove. wasn't paying as close attention as he needed to, uh, but uh, in the end, it came down to. Uh, some some dramatics 
uh, in the uh, at the in the ninth inning. And uh, hang on here, it's not loading like I wanted it to. But we had a, a walk off to to get it all finished for the Astros, and um, uh, the way they were able to close it off, it was uh, Correa with the uh, walk off home run to finish off the game. Pitch on the way, and Correa hits it in the air, pretty deep to center, sends back here. Meyer at the wall. See you later, and see you tomorrow. The Houston Astros win it in the bottom of the ninth on Correa's walk-off homer, 4-3. to three. And there will be a game six. A jubilant Astros dugout pours out to celebrate with Correa at home plate. As Correa hits his second home run of this series and six of the postseason. Pretty impressive. And uh, before he went to the plate, he told uh, his manager, Dusty Baker, uh, I'm going to finish this. Uh, here's uh, his comments afterwards talking about how he called the home run shot. When I went out of bat, I told Tuve, walking off the field, I said, I'm going to end it. You know, I, I could feel that, that my swing was in sync. I could feel that my rhythm was good. I could feel that, you know, I wanted to drive the ball, and I, I, I felt like I could do it. So, you know, when he threw me a fastball, I saw it good, and I was able to, to drive the center field like I wanted to. And uh, he, after he came across the, the plate, a huge embrace between himself and Dusty Baker. Uh, Dusty Baker said that, was, uh, that walk-off was huge. That was very crucial. I mean, you know, Carlos told me, you know, before he went up there, he goes, you know, walk off. And I said, go ahead on, man. And, uh, and then I said a prayer to my dad and, and my brother. And I said, Lord, please let us walk off because if not, we got to use Framber and then we don't have Framber tomorrow, uh, <clears throat> you know, to, to start. So, you know, things, things couldn't have worked out any better. So pretty dramatic finish. Uh, you know, whether if you're just a passive fan, that's the, the best way to for a game to finish with a walk-off home run like that. But certainly if you were pulling for the the Rays or against the Astros, that's not what you wanted to see. Yeah, no, not at all. And now, you know, Astros come into this game right now. It's actually going on. Rays lead it right now one nothing in the bottom of three. Uh, but... Uh, yeah, that's not what you wanted. If you're if you're a race person, last thing you want is any momentum. But give credit to Correa, and I mean, when those guys swing, they swing with confidence. It doesn't matter how far outside of the zone it is, <laughs> they swing with with some power. And uh, Correa with with the lineup they got of Correa, Bregman, of course, uh, Altuve's been a nightmare, but uh, um, you know Springer's been good, Tucker's been good. Uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, you give those guys any kind of a second chance, and they'll take advantage of it. But man, quiet after four or quiet after three innings, it was to go to the fourth. Tampa Bay leads at one nothing. Uh, well, and I thought that uh, Houston did a better job of um, well, uh, not leaving guys stranded. I mean, they they struggled to get guys on base and, and advance a little bit, but they didn't leave a lot of guys stranded, as has been part of their problem in the postseason. They only left three guys on base. Last night, as opposed to Tampa, who left nine guys, um, but uh, it seemed to be a little bit better, better sailing for for the Astros. Granted, it was again not a lot of offense, not a lot of guys getting on base, not a lot of hits in this game, but um, but certainly what Houston was able to do to get guys in scoring position worked out better in their favor. 
Yeah, think about this. The, the Astros had, uh, excuse me, the Rays had seven hits and scored three runs. The Astros had six hits and scored four runs. The other key difference to this, Eric, is that errors. How many errors did the Houston Astros have yesterday? None. Bingo. That is, do you, you, you see how big of a difference that makes when your defense makes plays? Like, honestly, I, that is such a big difference in a game when your defense shows up and makes routine, basic baseball plays. It gives your pitcher confidence that you can throw a ground ball and that the guys are going to make a play, and it gives your defense confidence that when the ball's hit at them, they're also going to make a play. Uh, that was that was key yesterday for the Astros, uh, and that's a big reason why they got the win is, 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 I mean, when the bats were quiet, their defense was not, and uh, they made they made great plays and simple, basic plays as well. Uh, and, uh, so here we are sitting battling it out in a game six today. Uh, yeah. The, the other thing though, to, to watch is, uh, is, is the pitching situation. The Astros, the technology to practice. Uh, okay. That's nice. Uh, the, the Astros did use more pitchers <laughs> than, uh, than the Rays did, uh, yesterday. Um, and, uh, as you talked about, and this has been an ongoing theme is that the longer these series go, uh, how you manage your your bullpen is is that much more important and what you did earlier in the series versus what your situation might look like late in the series because there's no rest days or no travel days. Yeah, I mean the Astros used one, two, three, four, five, six, seven pitchers yesterday. The Rays used four. Uh, Fleming went three. Seegers went two and two thirds. Nick Anderson went one and a third, and Curtis went one and a third. Um, for the Astros, one, two, three, four, five of them went five, at least one inning, or it went one full inning. So uh, a little bit of extra sauce on the uh, on the pitching from the from the Astros, but I mean it all kind of. I mean, look, that's all yesterday. You can rest and ice and whatever, and you still it's still an elimination game for the Astros today. Um, but again, you have a little bit more confidence, especially if you're only down one nothing right now in the fourth. You, you got to, I mean, keep it close for the Astros. If you're the Rays, try to put this thing away early. Rays are up 3-2. to two. Braves are up 3-1. to one. Do either one of them close out their series tonight? Oh. Um. You know, I'm going to say the Astros lose tonight. And I'm going to say the Dodgers win tonight. So who puts that, who... Uh, which team leading in their series has more pressure than tomorrow? Who, if, well, so, if, if the Rays win, it's over. Yeah, I guess that's right. You said the Rays. Sorry, I was thinking you said Braves. You, but but I, I get your question, and I'm going to tell you now, if the Rays don't win today, they're in deep trouble. I mean deep trouble. It is game seven, and you've got, like, I mean, throw everything out the window. Everything goes out the window for Game 7. You start whoever you want, you have whoever you want come out of your bullpen, and you go. Like, And and especially with Game 7 being tomorrow, and if the Dodgers win, it's only 3-2. So there's still another game, to, I mean, two more games at the most that still would need to be played if the Dodgers continue to win out. But if the... If the Astros win, it's just one game. Then you play. Then you get a rest for a little bit. Let the National League duke it out, and then uh, hopefully your pitching will be back and ready to go for your starting rotation for Game One of the World Series. Uh, it's just, yeah, there's a lot more pressure on the Rays to win today than there is the the Braves, if if you're asking me. Because both teams have opportunities to close this thing out. Do you think they 
uh, they go to their bullpen more and go throw more guys at them just to throw the the, the, uh, the batters off and just to throw more heat and throw your best stuff and then get out of there? Oh, man. Well, again, that pace of play rule comes into play, right? I mean, you can't have a lefty specialist come in and face the lefty guy and then go back out. If he's going to go in there, he's got to go in there for, for three batters, at least three batters. Um, and so you've got to be very selective on who that those three batters your bullpen guy is going to throw against. Um, man, I can see the Braves jumping because Snicker is a guy who will jump to his bullpen when, like, when emotion tells him to. I mean, sometimes that guy doesn't think with his head. And he'll go his bullpen a little bit too early or a little bit too well uh, or a little bit too late. But when he goes to his bullpen, I mean, he goes to his bullpen. He'll use one guy for three batters, come up and use another guy for three. I mean, he doesn't care. Uh, he will mix it up. So, uh, yeah, I would, I would say the Braves will most likely use more of their bullpen probably than any other team tonight. Rays, Astros, and Dodgers. Well, uh, that's interesting. Uh, both the, you know, the Rays and the Braves have opportunities to close this out. Uh, potentially, is that the best uh, playoff or World Series scenario between the, the Braves and the Rays? Andre Salveson says yes, absolutely. Just as long as it's a it doesn't matter who else. MLB there. ratings will tell you what the fetch just happened. Uh, they want, and I mean, this is obvious, right? They want the Astros. They want the Dodgers. They want that heated matchup between Joe Kelly and Bregman, Springer, or Correa. They want that heated matchup between the two squads. Everybody in MLB baseball outside of Atlanta or Tampa Bay wants the Rays or excuse me, wants the Braves, or gosh, dang it, wants the Dodgers and the Astros because of that rivalry that's there, being back in the World Series, going, you know, running it back, and uh, and if anybody more so than Clayton, Clayton Kershaw, who wants a chance at that team again too. So, um, yeah, so, that's... So, so why haven't the umpires made it more the other way around here? They have. It's 3-2 in the series with the Rays and Astros. Well, if you want the Astros and the Dodgers, they're the on the wrong side of things here. Are they? Because then you're extending this series. You're getting more TV ratings. You're getting more revenue. Uh, okay, okay. Because I thought this was all like controlled. These matchups in the World Series were, were they are, some of it is. Yeah, I would absolutely say that. I think the MLB wants to see the Dodgers in there. Well, two days ago, Justin Turner in the first inning stuck his foot out and intentionally got beamed by a baseball. The young saw, but he didn't call anything. Why? It's because the Dodgers, and he wants the Dodgers in the World Series. He understands what it means to the Major League Baseball to get an LA team back in the World Series, uh, and they're going to do what they can. Uh, I see. Okay. All right. Well, we'll. So tonight we're going to see the Astros uh, win, and uh, we'll see the Dodgers get things back together. If that's how it's going to play out. There you go. <laughs> I don't. I don't buy it, but we'll 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 all in. Uh, enjoy let me it ask you. No, 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 no. Hold. On. Let me ask you something. Do you think that Kings Lakers series in two thousand two or two thousand one, I believe, was rigged? The Kings-Lakers series. Western Conference Finals. This Kings team with Doug Christie, Jason Williams, Vlade Divac, uh, Peja, like loaded Kings team. Went seven games, but then the Lakers shot like 36 free throws in game six, I yeah, believe. Because they changed their game plan. They went at them. They no. They a more aggressive team. Holy cow. 
that is horrible. That is just so maniacally horrible. Like, do you think that it was based on the fact that Shaq could take a forearm shiver, like Derrick Henry style, right to Vladik Divok's face, shove him to the ground, grab the ball, when he's been in the key for 22 seconds, turn around and throw it down with the left hand with no call. But then on the other side, Jason William with the light push-off on, uh, on Derrick Fisher. Derrick Fisher flops, and then Pejot's called for an offensive foul that you think... You think it was based on style of play. That is, dude. Yep. Oh, I, oh, my gosh. Yep. That's how it played out. That is so bad, that's Eric. So that's how it was. Do you think Jordan pushed off for Russell? No. Of course. Wait, okay, so then tell me. Russell yeah, overplayed him. Okay. Dick Bavetta and the shot clock violation. Uh, the one that was called against Utah when it shouldn't have been, and the one that wasn't called against Chicago when it should have been it was a six-point swing. Yeah, that was a joke. That was a that was a mistake, and uh, but it wasn't it wasn't rigged. It wasn't intentional. Oh my goodness! You don't think David Stern wanted his favorite boy boy toy, Michael Jordan, to win an NBA championship before he left on a horse into the sunset? The guy was gambling, and they had him retire. So instead of getting no, he retired because his dad died. You said for (laughs) instead of getting banished by the league for gambling, (laughs) the story just flips depending on how you want to present it. (laughs) (laughs) All right, we're getting off topic. We're going to take a step aside. Uh, Some additional thoughts about the Major League Baseball playoffs going on right now. Uh, what's on tap tonight, and then also look at the NFL weekend that is some really interesting matchups. Some big time wide receivers will be available who haven't been available, and two of them on the opposite side of the field from each other in a really big matchup. A lot of attention will be on the quarterbacks in this game, but equal amount of attention should be on the wide receivers making their returns. We'll talk about that coming up next on the Full Court Press. New Horizons Beauty College loves having USU students in town. In fact, they offer 15% student discounts Tuesday through Thursday. They also offer senior and military discounts. The students at New Horizons Beauty College are trained in all the latest trends and techniques. Plus, New Horizons has great prices on the products to help you maintain that new look. All services performed by students and closely supervised by licensed instructors. New Horizons Beauty College, 550 North Main in Logan. Doctors Benyon, Blotter, and Robinette of Cache Valley Ear, Nose, and Throat are excited to welcome you to both office locations, the Cache Valley Hospital and 169 North Gateway in Providence, right next to the Bank of Utah. Social distancing and all safety guidelines are in place. The new Providence office location will also be accepting patients for the Allergy Clinic and Hearing Aid Center. Please call 753-7880 for telehealth conference calls. Most insurance products, including SelectMed, are accepted. Go to CacheValleyENT.com for details. That's CacheValleyENT.com. Express Tire is now located at Express Auto. Express Tire is a full-service tire store selling new and used tires. Save hundreds on your next tire purchase with the option of new and used tires from Express Tire. Now located at Express Auto, 3200 North Main, North Logan. Express says yes. Summer heat will soon turn into rain and snow. Is the roof of your home or business prepared for another winter and spring? RoofMax by Quality Pace Roofing is a nationally recognized and approved roof rejuvenation product, saving you thousands over shingle replacement. RoofMax is a quick, easy, and affordable alternative to a complicated, expensive, and life-disrupting roof replacement, extending your asphalt shingle roof up to 15 years beyond the roof warranty. RoofMax by Quality Pace Roofing can now rejuvenate your asphalt shingle roof 
roof without replacement. Google Quality Pace Roofing or call 757-9642. The best mornings begin with... Not that. Okay, that's better. I was going to say the best mornings begin with a magnificent breakfast, like two sausage McMuffin with egg sandwiches for $4. And to drink, get any size premium roast coffee or soft drink, like an icy Dr. Pepper for just a dollar more. In other words, the best mornings begin at McDonald's. Prices and participation may vary. Single item at regular price cannot be combined with combo meal. The Logan Gift Show is now accepting applications for the 2020 show. This year's gift show is November 6th and 7th at the Riverwoods Conference Center. We would love to have your creative, unique, festive, and one-of-a-kind gift ideas. It's all about fun, style, and quality. Amazing food, demonstrations, ideas, and your business will help deliver a gift show to remember. Visit with thousands of people looking for gift ideas and fun holiday cheer. Go to LoganGiftShow.com. That's LoganGiftShow.com. For details or call 752-1390 for more information. Sponsored by the Cash Valley Media Group. This is James Stevens with White Pine Funeral Services. Our team is looking forward to offering your family a friendly and compassionate option in Northern Utah. This community has given me so much as I've graduated from Utah State, started my family, and found my passion as a funeral director here in Cache Valley. I am extremely blessed to serve you and give back as a funeral director at White Pine Funeral Services. Google us at White Pine Funerals and watch for our grand opening in October. White Pine Funeral Services, only the best. The Aggies are number one here. The Full Court Press. Connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, and online at 1069thefan.com. Hey, by the way, before we get into the NFL, we already, uh, last hour, we spoke about the the news down in Albuquerque. They're suspending their uh, football activities, nine positive tests. Uh, in the uh, football team, uh, an assistant coach is tested positive. Uh, there's a bit of spike in tests. Uh, it results down in, in uh, at the University of New Mexico in their Lobo program. So uh, there, there's a problem there. Uh, we talked about how there have been problems before in uh, Hawaii. Uh, San Jose State finally this week is back on campus. They had to leave uh, their their county so they could hold the fall camp because uh, they couldn't even practice. They couldn't hold practices in their county based on their government restrictions. Uh, also getting news today uh, just within the last little while this afternoon that Fresno State is, uh, it, is they've had declining revenues and uh, today they announced they're eliminating women's lacrosse, men's tennis, and wrestling um, and so they're, they're cutting these sports. They'll be done at the end of the year. They will be removed. So we, we've seen this, unfortunately, at several other uh, athletic programs around the country. But uh, according to uh, the Fresno Bee, their source says that uh, Fresno State athletics revenues will be down by as much as $7 million, and that estimate could run higher as the uh, coronavirus continues to impact college athletics. So, wow. Rough deal for a lot of uh, different institutions in the Mountain West. Uh, Utah State today did announce their situation for uh, they do intend to have fans in the stands. Uh, it is a unique system of doing it. They're only going to be selling tickets game by game. Uh, there are different tiers of priority. Uh, you can see all about what those ticket prices are, how it works, what the ticket system's like. They're, they're trying to get you to buy your tickets in advance uh, and have it on a mobile device. 
uh, or delivered to you so people aren't going standing in line at a ticket office. Uh, but you can read about all those details right now on CashValleyDaily.com. That's where we have all the details about t- uh, Utah State's ticket policy and fan policy for the upcoming college football season, which will begin in Logan on Halloween night. So uh, you can go check that out, all those details on CashValleyDaily.com. Uh, Ajay, last thing about Major League Baseball before we move to uh, the NFL. Uh, tonight we've got the the uh, Rays and the Astros and then the Dodgers and the Braves. Uh, the Rays lead this uh, this game right now in the bottom of the fourth, one nothing. Um, and uh, from what I can understand, what I can gather, it looks like the the starting pitchers are still on the mound. Is that? Uh, I'm not entirely sure of that. I have to double check that. Um, yes, the starting pitchers are still 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 in it, which I think bodes well for both teams at this point. The longer the starters can go. Uh, obviously, that makes a big difference in these games because much of the offense has been happening uh, at about the middle to the latter half uh, of these games. So if you can get your starter, he's doing well, and keep them on the mound longer, uh, that tends to bode well and bode better for, for your baseball team. Uh, but tonight for the Braves and the Dodgers, kind of an unproven starter for Atlanta. Um, and uh, Dustin May, who hasn't really done – I mean, he's been in uh, in the postseason, but – uh, he hasn't necessarily blown people away uh, from what he's done on the mound either. No, not at all. But you know, Dustin Mason—he's a fiery thrower. He's not—he's not afraid to put a fastball up there, right in the zone, and maybe the upper part of the zone, and see if you'll go after it. He's got good speed. He's got good movement on his fastball. His breaking ball is a little bit shaky, but he's again—he's very aggressive inside the zone. So you got to be ready to swing, and, and you can't take too many pitches off. Yeah, so it's Dustin May and A.J. Minter will be on the mounds uh, for the Dodgers and the Braves, respectively. Again, that uh, Dodgers game will begin just a little bit after 7 o'clock tonight on FS1. A uh, busy weekend in the NFL, and uh, there are more positive tests with the uh, New England Patriots, A.J. Uh, this is a little concerning after they had some issues already before, and it doesn't seem to be uh, – they haven't – Figured out how to wrap this thing up yet. Offensive lineman James Ferentz tested positive. Yeah, this sucks. Um, <laughs> I don't know what to do, man. I know that they've, they've said that the game is still on uh, is still on for Sunday. Is it Sunday? Is that right? Yeah, Sunday yes. versus the Broncos. As of right now, it's still on. I don't know if it still happens, though. It's that's I might be asking a lot. Well, he was a reserve offensive lineman. It's not like uh, he's a, a a starter or the you know the key quarterback as we've seen before. But uh, the, as we've seen, the, the the question can be about contact tracing. You know, who did he come in contact with? Who else needs to isolate because of his positive test? But as of right now, as you as you said, the game is still on uh, for the between the Patriots and the Broncos. Yeah, a game yeah, that was rescheduled already once. Yeah, and if they have to, if they have to reschedule this one again, you honestly need to start looking at a week eighteen. Like that's you very seriously have to look at a week eighteen to try to get this season finished. So uh, one of the going into the break, we said that there's a big matchup between quarterbacks that a lot of people are talking about, but one of the bigger storylines could be the wide receivers that they're throwing to for both the Packers and the Bucks and uh, the Buccaneers. Both of those teams will have great wide receivers back who they haven't had available to them because of injury. 
Devontae Adams for the Packers, and uh, Godwin for the Buccaneers. What, what kind of a difference does this make for their quarterbacks, respectively, do you think? Uh, yeah, for Godwin, he's, he's a great route runner. He's got, he, I mean, not great size, but really good speed. Um, and it's, it's, it's it was one of Brady's favorite targets during camp uh, was Godwin, and so having him back will be huge for him. Uh, Who did you say the other guy was, though? Uh, Devontae Adams. For uh, Aaron Rodgers and the Buccaneers and the uh, Packers, excuse me. Oh my goodness! Yeah, look, Aaron. No one uses every single receiver on the field better than Aaron Rodgers. Nobody. Aaron Rodgers doesn't just single out one guy and say, "On third and medium and third and long, when I gotta have it, this is my guy." He's looking all the way around the field. He's, he's so good at going through his progression and progressions and his reads. Um, he'll use the whole entire uh, repertoire. He'll use the whole entire field. He's gonna spread the whole entire Bucks defense out. And he's going to try and pick them apart one by one. Uh, Devontae being back, that's, yeah, that is major. You're right. Um, well, who do you have in that game before we move on to the other matchups? Uh, where is it at? Green Bay? It's in Tampa. No, I have Tampa Bay then. I have Tampa Bay 25-17. Ooh, wow. Right now the Vegas odds makers have Green Bay by one. Um, I, I think that uh, I'm – I would lean more towards Green Bay in this matchup because I think that their defense has been a little more solid. They've been a little more disciplined team overall, and I like their running game. They've had some real success with Aaron Jones in the running game. Um, I just think that the way that Green Bay is playing as a whole, they seem more solid, more well-rounded. Tampa has potential, but they keep keep seeming to shoot themselves in the foot with penalties and interceptions from Tom Brady. Hey, what's over-under? On scoring, fifty-five. For that game. It's fifty-five. Yes. Oh man, so they're expecting a high-scoring game here. Are you going under or over? Um, I would probably take the over on that. Wow. Okay. Um, I just don't think. I mean, look, Tom Brady loves to throw the ball, but this isn't like a run-and-gun offense like Tom Brady used to be in New England. This is more of a slow, methodical offense. He'll utilize the run game, um, you know, with with what he's got and, and a couple of really good backs. But then he'll also, you know, of course, play action is one of his favorite things, especially on first down. In fact, uh, he's he's done a lot of play action on first down so far early in this season. Um, but, yeah, but it's, look, it's a methodical offense. It is methodical. But look what they've done every game this, so far this season. 43 points, 42 points, 37 and 30. Now this, so this is a team that can put up points. Yes, it's kind of regressing. It's it's on the way down. Every game is not quite as much as the last. But they've also had a bye week, a little extra time to heal, prepare, and, and to get ready for this matchup on the road. Yeah, and, and this is – you bring up a great point, and, and – but I don't know if, like you mentioned, I don't know if Packers defense are going to allow them to be able to get into a rhythm. Uh, you've seen you've seen Brady take a lot of time in getting into rhythm. He didn't. He never got into rhythm versus Chicago. I can tell you that right now. Um, he struggled in the first half against the Chargers horribly. Was really bad. Uh, it took him a little bit versus New Orleans, but that was game one of the first of uh, of the season. So uh, he can't he can't waste any time getting into rhythm in offense here versus. Green Bay, because I can tell you right now, Green Bay sure as heck isn't going to wait for him. Uh, and the other thing, Eric, is that for Tampa Bay, this schedule doesn't get a lot easier after this. They're at Las Vegas, they're at New York Giants, they're home against the Saints, they're at Carolina, and they're home against the Rams, and then home against the Chiefs. Like, that's that's five, six, six brutal weeks of football, I'd say minus the Giants, because there's no Saquon Barkley, but the Raiders, Saints, Panthers, Rams, Chiefs are going to be 
really, really tough games for the Buccaneers. And so if they want to build any sort of momentum, they've got to beat the Packers here at home who are undefeated. Uh, and when I look at the, the Packers' schedule, if they can get past Tampa, um, Vikings could give them a little bit of a challenge. But uh, there's not a whole lot of resistance. I mean, the Bears, it's always a big historic rivalry. And the Bears are playing some pretty good defense. Um, but but that's at home, isn't it? That is it at Green Bay late November. I mean, it's conceivable this Green Bay team could continue to uh, rattle off a string of victories before they get into the middle or, or end of December. What does their next five games look like, Eric? Do you have that? Okay, so their next five games after after this weekend, they travel to Texas. Take that's on the a Houston, win. They take on the Texans. That's a win. Uh, they host the Vikings. That's a win. They go to San Francisco. <laughs> That's a win. They host the Jaguars. <laughs> That's a win. They travel to the Colts. That's definitely a win. Then they host the Bears. Ooh, that one's going to be a toughie. On November 29th. Oh, wow. That's uh, got to be a Monday night game, right? I mean, that's a is... Sunday night. Oh, that is Sunday. Okay. That, yeah, that's got to be. Uh, Ooh. So it, it's a pretty pretty good stretch for for green bay if they can hold it together wow yeah that that is really nice um and do they have a buy? i mean and do they have a buy-in between then i don't know if they do or don't but i mean if they have a buy for a little bit of rest to recuperate and then rejuvenate themselves get back out before the bears that would help especially if that game's a home in lambeau field um Boy, they could be undefeated going into that Bears game on Sunday night on November 29th then. Wow. Uh, John Russell texts in, I don't understand the lack of respect for Green Bay. They had an amazing year last year. I've been great this year, but happened to lose in the championship game last year. I think that's what everybody has been focusing on. Uh, I mean, they can't finish the job. <laughs> look, they, look at where they've gone, though. Look at where they've been. They've had cool. a lot of success. Really? So when's the last time they've been to the Super Bowl then? Well, <laughs> that yes, that has been a little while. Okay, look, I mean, we're gonna are, are we gonna pinpoint success on getting to the playoffs or getting to the conference championship game or getting to the Super Bowl? Like, where are we pinning success? If we're like, because I swear it it, it measures itself for different teams, right? The Saints are supposed to be in the Super Bowl. The Buccaneers with this roster are supposed to be in the Super Bowl, even though they haven't been to a Super Bowl in eighteen freaking years. Um, the Bears are expected to make the playoffs. They're not, they're not expected to be in the conference championship game by any means. Uh, AFC-wise, the Patriots are expected to be in the playoffs. The, uh, the, the Steelers, the Ravens, the Chiefs, the Chiefs are expected to be in the Super Bowl. Anything less than that's a disappointment for that fan base. Like, I don't, it just depends on who it is, but, I mean, I, with the talent that Aaron Rodgers is, that everybody says he is, with the talent the roster he has on his team, as John Russell said, you should be a Super Bowl team, not a conference championship team. Uh, Aaron. Well, the thing is, Aaron Rodgers is great, but he hasn't always had a lot of interesting weapons around him. He's had they've had to develop guys. Oh my gosh! You know what's crazy is that Tom Brady hasn't had a lot of great receivers around him either. Wes Welker was cut by the Dolphins. Danny Amendola is cut by the J- Dolphins. Um, guy, he was terrible. He was, and he he was past his prime, Eric. And he had just come with a load of baggage from Oakland, where he was an absolute train wreck, mentally, emotionally, and physically. Where he quit on his own football team, 
during the middle of a football game in the fourth quarter. So, I mean, don't I mean, don't sit there and say that this was Randy Moss from 1998. That was Randy Moss nine years later. Nine years later. Um, and so, yeah, okay, fine. You want to put him in there? You want to put Deion Branch in there? That's great. Add those two guys. Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady turned Julian Edelman into a Super Bowl MVP. He's turned Wes Welker into an All-Pro receiver. He's turned Danny Amendola into a second-team All-Pro. He's turned Rob Gronkowski, who was a rookie, into a now first-round ballot Hall of Famer tight end. Uh, yeah, and so, I mean, if Tom Brady can do it, then the so-called future Hall of Famer Aaron Rodgers should be able to do it with so no problem. Called? So-called future Hall of Famer. Oh, so wait, so wait, 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 come on. He is a future Hall of Famer then, but yet he can't work with the weapons he's got around him and make them better. <laughs> Interesting. Wow. Interesting. Let's move on. What uh, other really good game I think people should be watching and paying attention to? Browns and Steelers. This is a rematch from the game late in the season last year where uh, helmets were thrown, uh, racial oh, slurs right. were tossed around, right. players got suspended. <laughs> Uh, a lot of yes. attention on this one with the uh, things between the lines between these two football teams. And both of these teams are playing some really good football right now. Browns are yeah. 4-1. and Steelers are 4-0. and Game being played in Pittsburgh. It's on CBS. I, I don't know if it's going to be in our coverage area or not. But Do you know uh, what the over-under on this is? Uh, over-under is at 51. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I'm taking the under. This is going to be a slugfest. This is going to be a beat-you-down kind of a game. Both these teams, you know this. Both these teams absolutely despise each other. Um, next to the Ravens and Steelers, this is the Steelers' biggest rival is the Browns inside the AFC uh, West or excuse me, AFC North Division. Um, and, and the Browns are a different football team than they have been in the last 20 years. So uh, I'm excited for that one. Another game I'm looking forward to, though, Eric, Monday night. 4-1 Chiefs headed to Buffalo to take on the 4-1 Bills. Bills coming off an absolute dem- just demolition of themselves uh, versus the Titans. Now they got to take on a potent offense like the Chiefs. Can Josh Allen get back on track and be that, you know, really eye-opening Josh Allen quarterback we've seen so far in the first part of the season? Uh, and then, of course, for the Bills defense, can they stop this loaded offense, which, by the way, has just added in uh, Le'Veon Bell as a new addition to the running back. I mean, that's just... Come on. Well, that's the real question, honestly. Is that an addition, or does that become a distraction and a, and, a, and a cancer to start to unravel what's been really, really special in Kansas City? But uh, we got to call another time out here in the Full Court Press. When we come back, some additional things uh, we want to be watching for this weekend in the NFL. Hi, this is John Horton, General Manager at ARS. COVID-19 is a mess, but it doesn't have to be. We at ARS recognize your desire to take the best care of your workspace and home in order to protect your family, staff, and other building occupants. We have certified technicians that use leading industry processes, state-of-the-art equipment and technology, and cutting-edge products when disinfecting. We understand your needs and are ready to help. Remember, got a mess? Call ARS. We all believe our team is the best. Whether you're a bobcat, a wolf, a grizzly, a mustang, or a riverhawk, we can all agree on one thing. Les Olson Company is the best choice for your office technology needs. So if you need to copy it, print it, scan it, or network it, Les Olson Company is there for all of your office technology needs. Just Les Olson it. Visit lesolsonit.com today. Les Olson Company. 
It's cold outside, but you can keep warm inside with a quality-built, super-efficient York furnace. Count on a furnace from York because it's backed by the strongest warranties available. It's just another way we install confidence. Call Advanced Heating and Air Conditioning, your local York dealer, at 752-7272. Online at advancedheating-ac.com. York, install confidence. We're not comfortable until you are Advanced Heating and Air. If you've been out furniture shopping, you already know due to COVID-19, major manufacturers are way behind and lots of items are on back order. This is Ed at Fisher Home Furnishings. While it may seem early to talk about the holidays, now is the time to come and pick out your new furniture, get your orders placed, and items reserved to be delivered in time for the holidays. Fisher's will even guarantee you holiday sale prices right now. Stop in the store or shop online at fisherhf.com and see hundreds of new styles. Pick it out now, pre-order it, and get it for the holiday sale price from Fisher Home Furnishings. When the open road opens and you're ready to go, we're here at Valvoline Instant Oil Change. With the same stay-in-your-car oil change, the same expert care you can trust, and the same quality service that's rated 4.6 out of 5 stars, where you get in and out quickly without ever having to leave the safety of your car. Let's get ready for the road ahead. Valvoline Instant Oil Change. Service you can see experts you can trust now open at 695 north main logan at express tire we say yes to saving you money with new and used tires when your budget says no to new tires express says yes to saving you the money i promise you're going to save on tires today with express now located at express auto 3200 north main north logan express says yes roses and joy are classic symbols of love and devotion and a perfect way to show how much you care for more than a century, Essie Needham Jewelers has sold diamonds and exquisite jewelry. With the purchase of $500, receive six free roses. With the purchase of $1,000 or more, receive a dozen free roses. Perfect for anniversaries, birthdays, or special occasions. Add that extra touch of romance to your next jewelry purchase. For the people and occasions that matter most, open Monday through Saturday, 10 to 7. Essie Needham Jewelers, middle of the block, at the sign of the clock. Interviews, analysis, and a little bit of fun mixed in. The Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. Eric France and Ajay Salveson, a reminder, we're going to have the Georgia-Alabama football game here on The Fan on Saturday and on Sunday, Tampa Bay hosting Green Bay. So we got some great football games lined up for you on college and the NFL on Saturday and Sunday here on the on the fan. And also coming up this weekend, we will know the final RPI rankings and playoffs pairings for 4A uh, high school football. So on Monday, we'll be breaking that down and, and talking about who's going where, what the, the situations look like, who got the first round by, uh, who's hosting games. We'll know all that coming up uh, uh, over the weekend. Um, Ajay, last thing, between, besides the, the three games that we mentioned, are there any other games worth watching and paying attention to on the, on the NFL schedule this weekend in your mind? You know, nothing nothing in particular too much. Again, the, I think that Bills game will be huge. I also think the, the Tampa Bay Packers game will go a long ways in deciding, you know, one of those top three seeds in the NF, uh, NFC playoffs. i I got to tell you, the one that I think could be really interesting is the Monday night game between the Cardinals and the Cowboys. Uh, what is, Why? What does Dallas look like without 
Uh, they're, um, Zeke, uh, excuse me, Dak Prescott. What does it look like without him? Can they figure things out offensively and, and clean things up defensively to still be part of the conversation and uh, be in the playoff hunt? So hmm. I think that's going to be really interesting to see how that works out. Uh, anyway, that's going to do it for us tonight. Uh, on Monday, also, we're I think we're going to have more details about different coaching changes in the NBA, so we'll pay attention to that as well and their latest on the collective bargaining agreement. So big deals happen over the weekend. Hope you have a good one.